Good evening, folks. Thanks for joining us tonight on Sweet Liberty. It is Wednesday, and it is the 8th, 8th of March, Alan? Yep. Mm-hmm. of March in the year 2006. And I'm glad you're with us tonight, folks. Let me share a spiritual message here. This is from A Course in Miracles. And I've done this before, but I just think it's a good reminder for us, those who remember always that they know nothing and who have become willing to learn everything, will learn it. Alan. Yes. What are the Ides of March? And uh, when are they? Generally goes up to about the 13th altogether. But when and does it start and what is it? Well, it, it's, it's basically the beginnings in different conjunctions uh, and with the, the sun and so on and, and different stars. And it was always foreboding of something ominous. For some people, although in the high mystery religion, their year begins in March. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who was it said, "Beware the Ides of March"? Yeah, that was uh, for for, uh, for for the the Caesar who got assassinated. Oh, okay. And and Rome, you know. Okay. Too Brutus. Well, it just popped in my head. Uh-huh. I realized you were talking last night about the March hairs. Uh-huh. And uh, and then the Ides of March mm-hmm. popped in my head, and I realized I really don't know what the Ides of March is. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thanks for uh, taking over last night, by the way. Oh, it's no problem. I, was, I found my puppy, so <laughs> everything came out fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, uh, there was something that we were talking about yesterday. I think it was yesterday. And I mentioned this to you, and I think you said that you wanted me to mention it on the air because you wanted to say something about it. Mm-hmm. When I mentioned that I had my pores were emitting an, a metallic uh, odor. Yeah. And uh, I had that happen some time ago, and it, it went on for a couple days. Mm-hmm. And it, did, was that what you wanted me to bring up? You wanted to say something about it? Yeah, I mean, this spraying that has so much aluminum oxide in it uh, is giving people strange... Well, so many people have infections, bronchial sinus infections, because of the spraying. It's, it's, they're stepping it up big time. Uh-huh. And it's aluminum oxide uh, and barium uh, in it. Barium's also a sort of metallic salt. And titanium, another one, another metallic salt in it. And uh, I know that last year I could taste a couple of times in my mouth the taste of aluminum. Oh, wow. And so we're absorbing this stuff by breathing it. Uh, it's in uh, the water supply. It's in the, the vegetables to get up because they're, they're drawing up the moisture from rain and snow and so on. So uh, we're getting dosed and, and saturated with this stuff. And sometimes um, your body's trying to throw it off and get rid of it and it can come through the pores as well it is exactly it's right in my pores and like I said I can't even shower it away I mean it'll it'll be gone right after my shower Mm -hmm. I was upstairs vacuuming this evening earlier Mm -hmm. and I was dressed too warmly and I started perspiring a bit yes and it was really uh, it, it was there yeah very evident Alan but that would be good that the body is uh Ejecting it, wouldn't it? If your body can still do that, it's, it's definitely good because it's accumulative in the body. And 
and um, some people are actually having, uh, getting into this area of it. A lot of people are getting uh, constipation today, and that's another side effect of aluminum oxide. It's a binder. Wow. It um, attracts all moisture to it, and so it, it will uh, constipate people. That's another major thing that's happening uh, on a wide scale today. Yeah. Well, I did notice that, you know, I don't have a metallic taste in my mouth. Uh-huh. And I would think I would. Yeah. It's just really being emitted, uh, you know, for my skin. Yeah. Uh, Alan, uh, a couple or three days ago, I don't know when it was, I I get, kept having this a taste in my mouth. I like lemons. Uh-huh. And sometimes I'll just, you know, slice a lemon and salt it and eat the lemon and the rind and everything. Uh-huh. And I hadn't been eating lemons. And it was absolutely a taste in my mouth like I had been eating lemons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that could be a, a, a bit of it, too. I can, and I can actually make it taste initially sometimes like, like lemon, a citric juice, or or even uh, a, a mild taste of onions, you know. Oh. But once it gets heavier, you actually taste it. You'd think you'd actually like an aluminum pot, pot or a pan or something. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's just incredible. It's happening all across the planet, uh, except for China and Switzerland, apparently. And um, except most China. people are oblivious to it. Mm-hmm. Except China. And Switzerland, yeah. Yep. Isn't it amazing mm-hmm. how many people know about this? Because there are a lot of people who know about it, Alan. Yeah. And yet, not one thing has been done about it. No, it's it, it, there's total silence from the other side. Absolutely, that tells you uh, that a media that won't tell you this isn't going to tell you the truth on anything. I, th- I hope people learn that basic lesson, uh, because media is such an essential arm of government to give us this reality uh, and all the nonsense within the reality. Um, it, it shows you the the cohesive power of all media when not one of the major ones will come out and even briefly or even sketchily mention what's happening above the skies every day and and falling on the people. I'll tell you what they did back... I remember it was 98 when I started talking about it on the broadcast. Yep. In early 98, because I was still on at 6 p.m. Yep. And uh, there were... Oh, my goodness, when I opened up the subject... I had calls coming from every place, Alan, uh-huh. and people who were very, very aware of it. But then I think it was oh, within the year, uh, one of the networks did, like ABC or one of them, mm-hmm. they did about a three or four minute a little thing on these chemtrails. Only they didn't call them chemtrails, of course, but they actually showed uh, satellite pictures mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. And they claimed that they were <laughs> they were coming from passenger planes. Yeah, I know. Commercial passenger planes, right? Like they do loop de loops and yeah. and make checkerboards in the sky and That's right. yeah. little X's and things like that. But you know, it probably um, it, it satisfied a lot of people, I would imagine. Yeah, a lot of people want to be satisfied because they truly want to believe that the media is there to tell them what to think about and, and what to warn them about. They truly do believe that. 
And uh, Zygmunt Brzezinski said that they were making, they were getting to a stage where the average individual would be unable to come to a reasoning conclusion by themselves and would actually subjugate themselves and, and, and believe that the media is there to make their decisions for them, to think for them. Yeah. And that's happened with most people. They want to believe they've been well taken care of in fantasy land and uh, um, in, in this wonderful fascist socialist uh, structure. And uh, they truly believe they've been well taken care of and that if, if there was anything worth knowing that was going to harm them, the media uh, would tell them. Uh, of course, and besides that, our government would never do anything that would hurt us. Oh, of course. Uh, they're there to help us, yeah. Well, and this is, this is see, stupid, uh, you see the whatever it has happened to people's thought processes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that probably every single listener has experienced this. I was talking to a friend last summer. We were outside and that happened to be some chemtrails being laid. Uh-huh. And I had mentioned them to him before. And I said, look up there. And he looked up, and I said, that's what I was telling you about. And then I made sure that, you know, I differentiated between a contrail. Mm-hmm. And most people know what a contrail is, but I even explained it to him. Yeah. And I said, now you watch this, and it isn't going to go away. Mm-hmm. And then I told him that, you know, that there are websites and that they have done uh, samples, air samples, and et cetera, and that there's heavy metals in them, barium and aluminum, and and uh, that they've even found viruses, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And you know what he said? Yeah. I'll be darned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. Not like, well, who's doing this or why are they? Not any concern at all, Alan. No, they they, they, they literally will subjugate their own reasoning abilities and their own uh, what should be their own perceptions <coughs> they, they've given them over to media to do their thinking for them and Brzezinski said this was a scientific technique they've been using uh, on an increasing level since the 1950s and they were setting it up in the 70s and we're seeing the end product today where the public truly truly believe the media is an appendage to their brain to do their thinking for them uh-huh yeah, they truly believe that. And and so they put, put so in other words, no matter what they see, if the media hasn't told them to think or worry about it, they will dismiss it immediately from their mind. That's how simply it works. Yeah. It's terribly simple. It's terribly sad too. It, it's awfully sad, absolutely. And there's also people who are, who are finding that they're getting memory blocking. Uh, in their conversations, you know, they're, they're forgetting names and uh, or even where they were in the conversation. Uh, this is becoming more more common now, and with aluminum buildup in their bodies. Um, this is all part, of course, as a multifaceted uh, agenda. Just the spring alone, where they're using the harp, the stealer technology, which Brzezinski also talked about. Now, this guy was was uh, Secretary of State for for a war. For a, for a few presidents, and he's still an advisor to the present one. And this was his speciality: was this this form of um, you call it technotronic warfare, where they could use this kind of scalar technology, uh, basically create a, a massive conductor through the air by m- metallic particles, 
and and then uh, beam this, the, these frequencies throughout uh, the air, and the public who would be saturated with the stuff would become walking antennas, and uh, uh, they would receive these signals. It could make them placid. It could uh, it could alter their brain chemistry by stimulating certain things and and, and slowing down others. This is technotronic warfare, and he wrote a book about it in his own book, Between Two Ages, and the chapter was called The Technotronic Era. And, and in there also you'll find that part where he says the public will be unable to come to a reasoning conclusion by themselves shortly. He, tell, he goes through that in that book. So they're actually doing it, you see. It's being done. And in this last summer, I noticed when it's heavy in the summer, you'll notice you get shocks off your car, things that you get in the winter time. Uh-huh. In a humid summer, you're now, you're now actually getting shocks from door handles going into stores and things. Static electricity. And that's because the aluminum oxide is hydroscopic. It attracts all moisture to it, binds it from the air, and takes it right down to the actual ground that you're standing on so that the air becomes dry, you see. And that's what's causing that, Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's <laughs> see, we are all, we're not just guinea pigs. We're, we're actually part of the, oh, yeah. the final agenda here. It's gone way beyond guinea pig stage. Yes. They were testing this stuff in the 1950s. They were testing it then. It was interesting, and here's how the con goes. I call it the conology. Um, in the 1960s, this is typical, when, when the UFOs began to be seen, uh, and of course Area 51 was making them, and still are, uh, they diverted the attention to, oh, it's from outer space. So that immediately took the, the attention off to outer space. We're not doing it, it's the aliens that are doing it. Uh-huh. And at the same time they did that, um, uh, they started giving little blurbs in the newspapers, the same media that, that's keeping quiet today, remember, uh, and the media is saying, oh, Strange things are happening. There's this angel here coming down to the ground, and they, they give it the term angel here, giving it this mystical, you know. And um, oh, they actually said that. Oh yeah, it's in, and the weirdest thing they said at the time, the weirdest thing, is there's always a UFO being seen in the vicinity before this stuff comes down. So right away, people are getting doused here and there with this big candy cane type floss coming down, and patches over their cars and things. And, and immediately they're all saying, because the media said so, oh, you know, there must be aliens here and UFOs. Well, that was the testing of the stuff that's dropping today. Because when it comes down in a cold atmosphere, it will often come down in big clumps. Yeah. It, it's, like, um, it's like the old cotton weeds only are coming down through the sky. And uh, they're like candy cane. And, and once they hit the ground, they sort of melt. Yeah, I think... You know, we were looking into the uh, dimethyl bromide, what the heck's it called? Oh, gosh, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, this was one of the first emails I got about the chemtrails yeah. and said it's confirmed. DBT or something like that mm-hmm. is in the chemtrails. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they, they gave the phone number of a lab in Ohio. Uh-huh. That EDB ethyl dibromide, EDB I think ethyl dibromide, mm-hmm. um, and they gave the phone number at the lab uh-huh. where you could call and confirm it. Well, I tried, and it was the wrong number, but I called information and got the correct phone number of the lab he mentioned. 
-hmm. And I told them what I was calling for, and they put me in touch with the man who had done the sampling. Mm -hmm. And he said, I cannot give you the results of this because it was a private person, mm -hmm. you know, who had the sample done, and, mm -hmm. and I can't divulge it. But he said, I will tell you this. There's no more than 10% EDB in that sample. Uh -huh. Okay, so he admitted yeah. that the EDB was in there, ethyl dibromide. I might be saying it wrong, but that's what I think it is. Anyway, I started doing some research on that. Mm -hmm. They used it initially, Alan, yeah. as a, uh, a pesticide, yeah. and they were just spraying it all over the food, uh, stored uh, corn and, and wheat grains and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And the... the uh, the Department of Environmental Protection in Texas. I got all this stuff in files yeah. uh, in there in my uh, in my studio. Uh, they they had uh, demanded to do a study on this. They had done many many studies on it, but the, all the studies were done by the company that had um, manufactured it mm -hmm. and said, "Oh, it's safe, safe, safe." Yeah. And uh, suddenly. The federal EPA put it, this was after it had been used for 10 years mm -hmm. as a pesticide. Yeah. They put an emergency stop on it and said there is no safe level. Mm -hmm. And then they started putting it in the JP8 fuel. Mm -hmm. And I have the information on that, too. Yeah. And uh, even the manufacturer's data, uh, whatever they call it, safety data sheets, mm -hmm. and... Uh, they were actually adding it to the jet fuel, and at that time they were talking about making um, the the JP8 fuel like an international type of fuel, so any commercial or military plane could fuel up anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And they mentioned that this stuff freezes at about uh, I think it was 50 degrees. Mm -hmm. So you know. When they put it out in the air up there, then it will fall down in these, what they were calling angel hair. Now, what, what the angel hair was, was polymer. Okay, well, th th this yeah. stuff literally dissipates yeah. uh, when it gets polymer, warmer. Polymer was the carrying agent for uh, viruses and bacterium. Well, this stuff was in those chemtrails at that time. Mm -hmm. But the, 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 uh, see, these things, this stuff was actually tested in Britain first in the 50s over over the, the working class populations. Oh, sure. And uh, and then stepped up in America, tried out there in the 60s and 70s as they perfected the, the ratios of stuff. And, of course, obviously they were taking uh, a pulse on the population to see who was getting sick of what and all the rest of it. Yeah. So, and then they had... The, what you'll see in the sky on, in the summertime especially when it's spraying, you'll see almost as though you're looking through a, one of these clear uh, polythene-type uh, barrier um, uh, material that you'll get for, for, you know, putting over the basement, basically. It's Say that again, Alan. Pardon? Please repeat what you just said. Yeah, in the summer, it looks as though in the sky, uh, when you'll see that strange distorted haze up high in the sky... Yeah around the sun, it looks as though you're looking through a, a plastic, clear plastic uh, polymer bag, basically, polyethylene bag. And that's what you're actually seeing is polymer. And these polymer strands were developed uh, in the 1950s 
for bacterial and viral warfare purposes, they carry the live viral and bacterial agents to the ground. That's what they were developed for. Oh, Jesus. So, so it's quite amazing to watch it happening. It's even more amazing, as you're well aware, that most people, uh, it doesn't, as you say, it doesn't register with them. It's not on the media, so it, I see it, but it must be irrelevant <laughs> because it's not mentioned on the media. But uh, believe you me, they have their pulse on the people who's getting sick. Uh, all doctors' offices today are computerized. Pharmaceutical uh, uh, companies are, 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 are the, the, the outlets. The pharmacies are all computerized. They have instant data flowing in every day on what's selling, what's being prescribed for what ailments, and so on. So they know what's happening. Yeah. And this is a must-be, to say, in high masonry. Nothing must interfere with it and hence the total, total silence of the media. Well, they own the media. They, they own it, yeah. The media is an essential <coughs> arm of government. Media means middle. You see, they're the middlemen. They, they, they market uh -huh. what we're supposed to think to us. That's what they do. Yeah. But this stuff, I've noticed just this month uh, here in Canada, and from the cause of getting in the States, they've stepped it up again another notch. And uh, what I've noticed with the trails, um, the parallel trails, maybe four or five parallel trails, this new type of polymer they're using now, this, I guess, new mixture, is spreading out faster than the old stuff, you know. It does, Alan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it actually winds up, you don't see it. It doesn't cause those serious-looking clouds. Yes, although another day, I, as I said, there was a, <clears throat> a clear sunny day to start. I went out again half an hour later, and there was a spiral polymer, uh, literally a spiral around the sun. And uh, this polymer had been blown that way, and I guess the wind had, had made the spiral shape, but it was, it was like something from science fiction. And you want to shout, you know, hey, everybody, look, but you know yourself, there's no point. You know? All right. I always think of that Beatles song that uh, it was um, Imagine Yourself was, uh, it, was, it was to do with the strawberry fields and um, the oh, tangerine marmalade skies. Yeah, tangerine trees and marmalade skies. And I, I thought, boy, the author of that, the real author of that song knew what was coming, you know, because we're now seeing these odd phenomenons in the sky now, yeah. Signs in the heavens, eh? Who would have thought what it would have been? Yeah. I told you I saw that red streak across the sky. Oh, yeah. This was a few weeks ago uh -huh. when I was letting the girls out. It was late. It was not anything from the sun, mm -hmm. and it was not anything from any city around here because there aren't any. Yeah. And besides that... The uh, the horizon was black of night, and this was above, and it went all the way from the east to the west, and it was a pretty fat line. Yeah. It was a a, a reddish mm -hmm. rose color. Yeah. What happens when the sun goes down at that certain height? There's still sunlight passing through that that height at thirty thousand feet or whatever. I gotcha. And, and the, 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 the metallic particles reflect the, the, the setting sun. Uh, sometimes 
you'll, you'll even see that them spraying above a cloud, the spray comes down through the cloud in a straight line and is darker than the actual cloud itself. Uh, so there's different kinds being used here, you know. Yeah. And it's, it's quite something. That this is a worldwide. This is this is the biggest. This is the real war that's going on all the time. Yeah. It is the depopulation. It is, and they want uh, a tranquilized, dumbed-down people as we go through the biggest changes. We, as they, in their own words, the CFR and the Royal Institute have said, the biggest changes since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. So they want a dumbed-down population who will just float through it. Yeah. And then at the end of it, they'll wonder how on earth did we end up here? <laughs> if they're able to think at all, that is. No, well, they won't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thing will seem normal to them, Alan. Yeah, I know, I know. As long as that television comes on with the same soaps and, and comedies and smiling faces uh, and the <coughs> news anchors keep keep telling you about what you should think about, uh, then that's true. That will everything will still be normal to them. Yeah. Even if the sky is turquoise and, and or, or uh, rainbow colored all over. As long as the media tells them everything's fine, they'll believe it. So the guys have their sports and the women have their shopping. That's it. Sports, sex, uh, shopping, uh, um, and all the all the the, the rest of the trivia that's uh, marketed to their brains. So. Well, shopping seems to be becoming a, uh, a avocation. Oh yeah. For women. I hear, you know, when the guys are around and talking and complaining about it, about all the shopping that their wives and girlfriends do. Uh-huh. But I had no idea, I mean, how intense it was. And they got talking about it a couple of weeks ago, and they'll actually go out for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Because I said, well, maybe they're bored, you know. You guys are always out hunting and, you know, getting together and making your beef jerky and said 12 hours of shopping uh-huh. they go to lunch they they go shopping they have lunch they go to sh- they go have shopping they go to dinner and they shop till the malls close uh-huh. and they, he said they will drive and this is we're in a rural area people around here aren't very well healed Alan yeah but of course they have the plastic mm-hmm. but they'll drive a hundred miles to a mall because yes. the malls close by just don't appease them anymore mm-hmm. and yeah, I, 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 I you know it's just serious mm-hmm. I, I I had no idea uh-huh. but I guess it's kind of a common thing it is uh, again an artificial system as a city especially and, and that's where we get all our ideas from it's from the beehives of the city different cities uh, since they are abnormal, uh, they can only create more abnormality. And we're seeing the end product now all around us of, of deviant behavior. This is deviant behavior. It is. And you know what it made me think about after 911? Uh-huh. It was the Sunday that same week, and they were showing an empty stadium in New York, uh-huh. and they were likening it, comparing it to the church, that people in America worship, you know. Mm-hmm the way they want and many people this is how they worship on Sundays coming to football games oh yeah and today the, the church and then they were showing the empty 
uh, benches, bleachers, and said, these are the pews of this church, yeah. and today the pews are empty, but next Sunday, the big game, you know, da-da-da. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I was shocked at watching that. I turned around to walk down the hall, and I heard the announcer say, no music, there was silence before, and there was silence after. Mm -hmm. And he said, resume your shopping. Gee was yeah. Zoom, you're shopping. Mm -hmm. yep. And I turned around. I said, oh, my God. They were giving a command. Yes. It's over now, folks. Resume your shopping. Well, that's what it's coming to. Uh, the people that have come in that movie, um, uh, well, it was back in the 60s or in the 70s. Yes, uh, about the whole network. And the guy in it, in the comedy, said it's coming to the audience. We're back. Folks, I'm sorry, I didn't hear our warning for the break, and Alan was talking. And, um, Alan, would you repeat what you were saying just before the break? Yeah, there, there was um, a movie. It's worth getting a hold of. Because, see, movies are pre-programmers for what's to come. Uh, so that when we when it actually happens in reality, it's kind of familiar and we accept it. And sometimes movies are also a form of legality. These these characters who run the world are very legal in a sense. They'll show you things, and it's shame on you if you don't really get the message. And that movie network uh, came out in the 60s or 70s. It was a comedy. And uh, it's about a guy, an, an anchor man, who just had enough one day and started telling the people the truth. And he tells them that, that, that you, we've been fooling you all these years. No. Yeah. He did it right and, live. Yeah, and it becomes a, for, a, a sort of a little a, a new messiah type thing of the media, because he's telling the truth to the people, and he gets it uh, gets from behind his desk, and it goes down into the audience. It's all sitting there. And he says, for God's sake, you're the real people. He says, we're the phonies. Behind the screen is the square tube. He says, we're the phonies. Why, why do you want to copy us? You see? And, and that's what we're seeing today. The people are being programmed and have been programmed all their lives, really, through a very clever scientific technique marketed to them via that, that one-eyed monster there in their, in their living room, the television. And so whatever is popular on there, they will emulate. We know the children get their much music, which is called the children's culture. Uh, and they learn the new buzzwords from there, too, and their fashions. Yes. And, and the adults are the same. I mean, the soaps for donkey's years have been encouraging affairs. And, and then all the magazines suddenly appear at the checkout counters about affairs and how good it is for you, you know. Uh, so it's all of society is manipulated uh, by professionals, uh, generally starting under the guise of entertainment. And as Plato said uh, thousands of years ago, monkey see, monkey do, and the, pub the public will copy what they see. Ancient technique, well understood, and, and scientifically introduced with, with uh, modern technologies. So that's how simple and easy it is to to create culture, to alter culture, and to constantly manipulate it along a certain path, so the people will always go that way. It's guaranteed. There's only a small percentage in every any era or generation 
who are truly conscious, you know, a small percentage. At one time they estimated it was around 87% who were under the influence of the world and their brainwashing. Uh, I think it's closer to maybe 95% today. I was going to say at least 93. Uh (coughs) You said you're hearing, you've been doing other radio uh, interviews, Uh and you've been on one that actually has AM and FM affiliates. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that you've been getting calls from people literally all over the world. Yeah. That are waking up. Uh, These people, what I'll tell you is I think... And here's the key to it. Um, what I do is to go for the people who've taken the first step themselves. And, and this is, again, the ancient meanings, uh, even in the Bible. They give you the same ancient meanings in all the, the holy books because one group wrote them all. And, uh, and there's, truth, there's truth in there. The dead are the dead. The dead are those in every generation who go along to get along uh, change nothing in their life. They don't help create a destiny. They follow a predetermined destiny laid out by their masters. Um, they leave nothing behind them, really, uh, when they die. And those people are classed as the dead. So what I do is to reach out to those who've taken the first step to get up from the dead. And they must do it by themselves to begin with. They might not have the data but there's something in them that, 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 that's alive and they have to get the data to go further and, and really that's what I do you cannot make people stop being uh, you're saying that the people that are calling you are uh, people who are awake but they just don't have all the facts yeah, but they're often very confused they know everything's wrong they, they try, that's generally what they'll say is I know everything's just wrong and I've always known it but they're not able to, to verbalize it and to, to, to put it into a coherent uh, formula as to exactly what's wrong and um, once they hear someone speaking who understands it they immediately identify with it and, and now they start to understand uh, more of it but they generally are different from their fellows uh, to begin with they've always as I say had a spark in them uh, to be different um, <clears throat> and, and they've generally questioned things they might not have got all the answers but they've questioned things much more intensely the majority of the public question nothing yeah you you said the other day that there is a, a, a like a connection a likeness mm-hmm. between those of us who somehow have escaped it. Oh, there's no doubt. Uh, what I do notice is there's a caring, and this is the, the part of it, <clears throat> there's a caring about people in general, uh, not just those alive today, but those who have gone before to bring us to where we are, and and those who, who, who should come after us. There's a, 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 feel, a real caring and a sadness to see what's happening in a world where the vast majority of the public do not care. I mean, the, the average person today can, can watch their, their... It's so common. I was tied with the Vietnam War in earnest. But they can sit and have their dinner uh, with their family and listen to, to bombs going off 
uh, families getting blown up, uh, all this kind of stuff, and they munch away on their, on their fast food dinners and stuff, and it does not even touch them. It's like another movie to them. Yeah. And, and as though it's distant and they're out of it, they're not really involved. Well, it's their tax money and their own children that are over there doing the killing. They're so detached from others and, and the pain of, and suffering of others that, that I keep telling them, if you don't cry for those over there, who's going to cry for you? Yeah. You see? And um, that's, that's, that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with... And this was shown in the Matrix movie, the Matrix uh, first movie, because that was an occult movie, and people actually are cheering the wrong things. as a double message all the way through it, esoteric one too. And uh, in the first movie, y y you get um, glimpses of, of this all the way through it, the land of the dead, those who are still in the Matrix and believe it's all real. That's level one reality, that's what I call it, because there's other levels above this one, and high technology and so on. And um, <clears throat> in the practice matrix where, where, where Neo is taken in um, and, and shown people just walking around the streets and so on, uh, Morpheus, the, 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 the shift uh, or, or shape changers, tells them, uh, he says to them, everyone around you here, he says, is your enemy unless, until they wake up. Uh. Which means, you see, the average person if they're told to spy on everybody else, which they're starting to do with all the ads and that, uh, they will turn people in who are different, uh, people who are who are saying things which are not on the, on the media and authorized by the media. And, and so those people around you, the dead, the land of the dead, the obedient zombies, um, will turn on those who are awake and who care. Isn't that something? Oh, I know. The ones who don't care are the ones who will kill you and think they're doing their government and the world a favor. I experienced that when mm -hmm. Chuck and I went to those uh, watershed meetings. Uh -huh. And I was asking questions. I, I, I mean, everything they were doing was questionable. And I would just raise my hand and ask a question. Yeah. And uh, I guess we had been, I guess it was about the third meeting. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the, most of the people there were the people that were implementing it. There were very few actual citizens of the, quote, Sealy Creek watershed. Mm -hmm. uh, they were outnumbered, well outnumbered by all of the facilitators. Yeah. But there was this one couple, and uh, they sat, and I and I knew, you know, they were hearing the questions, and I I had a feeling that they were beginning to wake up to the scam of this thing, mm -hmm. and it was either the third or fourth meeting, Alan, yeah. and I asked a question, and this man jumped up, and he says he screamed at me, and he said, "I've had it," he said, "You." have disrupted every single meeting that you have come to. Mm -hmm. And I'm out of here. And they stalked out, storming mad. Mm -hmm. And none of the questions that were asked, it meant nothing to him. They yeah. just sat like little smiling zombies. Yes. Going through the motions. Yeah. Voting for everything that 
these people wanted. Yeah, the, 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 it's almost as though they were straight out of school because that's how they're trained in school. You, 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 you do groupthink in school. You, you know the agenda because the teacher tells you it, what you're supposed to come to the conclusions. And if you're good, you get a gold star. And um, uh, that's how they go through their whole life, to go through the, the life of being uh, tyrants. I mean, that's how all tyrannies occur. That's why they occur and, and how they're allowed to occur. They need the people because the people who are base will give their power to the beast in every age. That's the sad part of it. And they will crucify those who try and help them and help those that should come after. It's a selfish, selfish world that does not care about uh, uh, people who, who are supposed to come after them. Or even, incredibly sad. Or, or even their own children, Alan. I know. Even their own children. Mm -hmm. And that's why you know it can't be registering. Yes, it's not. It cannot be registering. Mm -hmm. Or or they just, they couldn't just keep being in that system. I've lost count of how many people I've talked to who said, oh, thank God, uh, I'll, be, I'll probably be dead by the time all of this comes to a conclusion. Oh, man. That's the most common answer uh, you get. In other words, I'm okay, uh, I've slipped through, I might just get my pension, go fishing and do what I want to do and then uh, die. They, they have no connection or feelings towards or attachment to those who have still to come. None at all. They're, they're dehumanized, desensitized. They're totally selfish. And we have to accept that, you know. We have to accept that. And being, being being caring doesn't mean it's just about those around you or, or your immediate family. I know. You see, there's a there's a much much greater thing to this world than all of that. And and these people don't feel any of it. Being simply caring about your family is just instinct. You see, it's natural instinct. Right. But when you can spread that out to others, and and you can you you understand the past, you're connected to the past, the present, and the future. Uh, it's a completely different thing altogether. And it's not uh, something you go around saying, just, just love everybody, just love everybody. That's not it at all. Right. Uh, there's a complete difference of having a connection and an empathy towards everything, uh, as opposed to the, the big boys at the top who have told us all you need is love, you know, like the Beatles song. Yeah. Uh, written by the scriptwriter. Right. And, and one thing is, too, you can never love a, a, a beast or a beast system. I should say. That's why I don't think Jesus said we were... I hope I'm not classifying animals amongst the beasts. You what? I'm not classifying animals amongst the beasts. Right. I see the ones in suits and ties who say all the things that every tyrant in history has ever said, but because they don't wear a uniform and we're conditioned to believe only tyrants wear uniforms, it doesn't register with the public. You know. But they're tyrants. The Masonic outfit is a suit and tie. You know, that's why the suit and tie is the, is the most respectable uniform on the planet, any in any country. And all judges will and lawyers will tell you you appear in court with a suit and tie. That's because it's a Masonic outfit that tells you, you you're getting obeyance to their system. Wow. And the tie is, is your tow cable. That's part of your initiation to put the rope around your neck and a yes. 
And that's your... That's and they the pull the wool over your eyes, Alan. And that's the limitations of, of, of your understanding. That's what it means, the end of that tow rope. So you put that tie on, you're under their system. Everything in the system is Masonic, and, and, and all these little idiots at the bottom of the heap, uh, the low masons, haven't a clue what they really belong to. They haven't a clue. And, and they give... The, the one thing that they all do is, is, is take an oath to obey this system, regardless. So no matter how corrupt it is, and, and, and masons certainly help to make it corrupt, they were scratching each other's backs with your tax money. Um, they, they will uphold it. Yeah. So it's a pirate-type system, really. Piracy. That's why you have conspiracy is con-piracy. Priest and piracy are, are go together. I bet you very few of us have anybody in our near vicinity that we can actually sit down face-to-face -face with. Yeah. All of my friends our telephone friends. Yes, that's right. And uh, so many of them we've never met. Yeah, and, and they're all over, scattered, generally isolated. Yes. And that's what I try and do is to I tell them, phone contact, because you've got to realize there's other people out there, the same as yourself, you're not alone. And um, because they're aware, they're aware of what's happening. And for many of them, it's, it's kind of scary understanding what's happening. Uh, and it's a lonely place to be when you don't know anybody else and yeah. you think you're the only one. Mm -hmm. I remember when I heard George Bush, W, George Poppy Bush, uh -huh. you know, about uh, the first Gulf War and the New World Order. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought I was the only person that heard that. Yeah. I mean, that literally, I did. Because mm -hmm. I didn't know anybody that you yep. could talk to. Yeah. That's the worst thing, and that's the, the scariest thing for those who, who are waking up on their own and, and they've, they've put a leg in front to try and step up from the dead, and, and they feel so isolated um, that they have to be, be acknowledged by others who are in the understanding of this and they should try and, and keep in touch with these. It's so important in this day and age to keep in touch. Yes. And, and they've got to do it, you know. They have to do it because... Um, well, it helps you keep your sanity. Pardon? It helps you keep your sanity. The sanity, but there's also a power uh, there, too. It's almost like putting batteries together, you know. Ah, And once, once your mind is linked with someone of, of a similar ilk, uh, um, there's always that contact there. There's, uh, you're never really alone, you know. I like that. Thank you for saying that. I like that. But that's that's what they have to do. In one way or another, they they all seek out. You see, and they get they get caught in the. Uh, I I liken the waking up process to to coming out of a long long tunnel, and and you see there's a light at the end, and then you come into a field. And, and you see a field that seems wide and beautiful, all this run across here, and then you whack, you hit the shortwave radio thinking, well, this is different. It's a, a different media. And yet the most, as you know, the shortwave is, is, is controlled as well, if not all of it. And they can keep, keep you wrapped up in, in a different fallacies. 
uh, and keep you going in circles to try and disable you. Yes. And so you have to remember that field, really, uh, go cautiously across it and be very discerning on your way. Because these boys who run the world don't miss a trick. And uh, they've, they've kept power by this very process of trying to, to always look for those who wake up. How do we catch them? How do we waste their time? How do we get them to endlessly go in circles? And they supply us with leaders. I'm going to remember that. Albert Pike said that in his own book, The Pope of Freemasonry, that the man who said, make no mistake, Freemasonry is a religion. And people should really <coughs> get that message. It's a religion. And he said, we always give the people their leaders. They give everybody their leaders. All sides. So, so, so the trick is to be tremendously discerning and, and use that, that uh, sixth sense, that instinct you have there, to, 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 to never just rush into something. They always say that angels rush in where, where fools, uh, or fools rush in where... The angels dare to tread. And, and so you, you never rush where you say, oh, this guy is, is saying all the right things. Uh, I'll follow this guy. And, and of course, they give us Pied Pipers, as they have done through the years. The shortwave was full of them, all ex-CIA guys, ex-FBI guys, ex-Special Forces guys. That's exactly what attracts yeah. the American psyche, you see, a hero. <laughs> and uh, and they, they get led a merry dance and waste their time. And they have somebody for everybody. Yes, they do. Yeah. And, and and again, there's a huge business behind all of that, that too. They lumped in all of the, 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 the health food industry with it and miracle products that God wrote himself with his own hand on walls and stuff like this. And uh, I just can't stand the, the conology, as I call it, the priestology uh, that's used on the public. But um, those who are really wise uh, know what works, what doesn't, and who to avoid, etc. You know, And people get it, can get addicted to, to the bad news. Yes. And the shortwave, they make a point of telling you on a day-by-day -day basis what Mr. Bush is saying, what Mr. Rumsfeld is saying, and what everybody else is saying and doing. That's irrelevant. As long as you know the whole agenda, the plan... You don't need all players, those nitty-gritty details. Yeah, the players that are put in front of you really are irrelevant because they could get other faces to fill, fill the spot if they wanted to. You just need to know that the long-term agenda and... and um, and prepare yourself as best you can to get through the catastrophes I'm sure that they have planned for us. And, and keeping your food, your basics and so on uh, is essential really to get through. We saw what happened in, in, um, in Louisiana, you know, uh, and how they cut off, how FEMA cut off all the telecommunications for the whole state. Um, and, and, and what they did in New Orleans, you know, the, pub, the people weren't allowed to even help each other. So we see what can be happening in any city during a catastrophe or a, if they release a plague or whatever they do. Um, people should be as self-sufficient as possible to get through a period. And hope, of course, there's always a chance you get moved off of where you are anyway, and maybe all you'll get is in, the, in, in, a, in, a, in a backpack. We have to always take that into consideration. But uh, basic essential foods and so on are, are, are uh, just common sense. <laughs> Mariah, it's okay. Molly barks at rabbits. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> she does. She watches out the window. 
Yeah. I don't know what... I didn't know dogs have that great a vision at night. Yes, they can. And they can also sense them as well. I think that's what she does is sense them because she jumps up from a total laydown. Mm-hmm. Well, Alan... Yeah? You know, we're, we're almost out of our hour here. Oh, yeah. And maybe one night we, we should zero in on some suggestions that you have for people mm-hmm. uh, on being as self-sufficient as possible because, you know, you know, try to get through it as best we can. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people are in the darkest to even... Well, most people will stay in the darkest only for those... I'm talking about our listeners. ...who are waking up, yeah. And they can't put it off because... Um, actually, it's best to always buy in, in times of plenty, as they say, because you won't get it when it's scarce. <laughs> yeah, and lots of dry stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Well, you uh, your website. For a year, it's still worth it. You know? uh, mention your website and. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, www.cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Yeah, and you don't uh, even have to say the www. I don't. Eh? That's a given, hon. Is it really? That's 666, that www. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> in the Hebrew language, yeah. Alan. 666. Six, six. Yeah. Good Lord. I didn't even realize that. Mm-hmm. It is. Yep. Oh, my, my, 666. Six, six. Yeah. Well, you don't have to say the www. It's okay, cutting it. <laughs> thing through the matrix.com. Yeah. And your phone number, in case people would like to get in touch with you. And yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's 705-695-0416. And, you know, I haven't done this in a while, but if any of our listeners would... I get, I get calls from listeners occasionally, but I don't give the number often. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do enjoy... The conversations that I have with our listeners. Yeah. And if you want to call, my number is 570-537-3035. And if Julie's listening, I got the book, Julie, and it's very intriguing. Uh, she sent me a book about the um, old ancient symbols and and myths and et cetera, and it's utterly fascinating, Alan. Yeah. You know, Ishtar, the queen of the heavens. Like Mary, the Queen of the Heaven. And what's his name? Her husband was the Good Shepherd. I know. We have to go, folks. Darren will be back with you on Monday.